Hey, this is Ali Duckett, and welcome to a throwback episode of Tony and Ryan. We've all found out just how stubborn Tony and Ryan can be, but you're about to find out how stubborn Ryan is in the supermarket. And when you should tell someone you're dating what your job is, like, hey, by the way, my stage name is Magic Mike and I'm a stripper. Or, yo, I'm going to be picking you up in my work vehicle later, only to find out it's a trash truck and he's still in a stinky uniform. But first... Things you can say in a Zoom meet and also in the bedroom. Hey, Ryan. Yeah? Will your wife, Bridget, be joining us later? Or is this a solo session? (laughs) So things you can say in the bedroom and also on a work Zoom call. Yeah. I don't know how I've gone with this, to be honest. Okay. You've taken some from the group, though, haven't you? You're not using all of your own independent... I've been uh, inspired by the group. Inspired. Okay, is that like things losers say? I've been inspired by this. I actually copied all their work. Do you remember doing a test at school and putting, like, your clipboard up so that, like, the next person over couldn't look at your shit? No. What? It sounds familiar, but I just... I. I don't know if I would have cared enough. No, like that. Like teachers would be like, put your clipboards up so that you can't. Really? Like, yeah, that. Was I don't a think thing our teachers cared enough. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Eltham, that's what they do. Um, oh, someone from Eltham messaged me about something. Oh, mate, we get it. You're a hometown celebrity. Actually, that's coming up tomorrow in Tony versus the World. No. Mm, we go all around the world, including Eltham. Oh, okay. I thought you meant my hometown. Of. Rolly Stone, shout out, six triple one. Things you can say in a Zoom meeting and also in the bedroom because we know that all of workplaces, all meetings are pretty much happening on Zoom, people are working from home mm-hmm. um, here in Melbourne. We're still in lockdown, so yeah. it's a little too normal. We're getting over it. Now, Tony, you're not over- overly confident, is that fair to say? No, I'm not. And I. it was really hard to think of things that you would say like in a work meeting and also in the bedroom. Um, I'm just going to see how it goes. Okay. I'm interested to see what you've come up with because I feel like there might be a bit of crossover, especially because you copied everybody else's answers. I didn't copy everyone else's answers. I was inspired by the mm, group. Okay. I love the Tarpers and the Tarpers love you. Me? Yeah. They love you. No. <sighs> I'm just a buddy to your bread. Vice Captain, my name's second. <laughs> Captain, please take us away. <clears throat> Should I plug this in? <laughs> We're just going to take a little 10-minute break and then jump straight back into where we left off. Oh, that is so good. Thank I you. D- fuck. Yeah, yeah, you're going to struggle here. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like my PE teacher. <clears throat> Hang on, we've got a bad connection. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Like sexual connection but also like the Wi-Fi or whatever. Sorry, my device has just run out of juice. <laughs> oh, the batteries are flat. <laughs> That's There's a nothing shame. worse. There's nothing worse. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a limit to how many people can fit in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Let me open this up. <laughs> the words open this up, it just... Oh, yeah. Tony, there's a lot of noise coming out of your end. Um, Can I put you on mute for a second? (laughs) 
do you mind if I eat while we're on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think someone else is trying to join. <laughs> I was in the waiting room for ages. Imagine just being a, a local player and just having a waiting room for the... <laughs> all the all the people just sitting in the up. waiting room just wait. Who's next? You got... Yeah. Come on, you got an appointment? Do you have the password? <laughs> <laughs> Not working, huh? Um, have you considered pulling it out and putting it back in again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, my boyfriend's in the other room. <laughs> How awkward is it when you're having sex and your husband walks past? I mean, really, like, oh, God, them again. I'm on the thing. Will this interaction lead to a promotion? Oh, wish it was that easy. <laughs> oh, I've read up on this. I've done my background briefing. Everybody right to go? Sorry, I'm early. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I said that. <laughs> this can only last 45 minutes unless someone pays for it to go longer. <laughs> Did you want to take this one, Sally? <laughs> She'll take it. Oh, will she ever? You've met Sally, she would. <laughs> oh, I'm just uh, just waiting for a few more people to hop on and, and then I'll get started. <gasps> Hop on. How many people can hop on? How long is a centipede? Human centipede. Like, like lots of... I've never seen that movie. Neither have I. It looks terrifying. I can't do it. No. Let's just go around the room and introduce ourselves before I dive in. If you were having an orgy, mm-hmm. do you think that that is like... It's being polite. Yeah, do I you think, think before that, you start doing, you have a few drinks and you introduce, you know, you just hang out for a bit first. You're thinking about a swingers event, I think. Oh, how embarrassing <laughs> for me! What are you talking about? No, do you think that at an orgy, if like eight people got together, mm. or I don't know, but is that not the same as a orgy? swingers party? No. What's the difference? Well, a swingers party is like you have a few drinks and whatever, you put your keys in the bowl or you're watching the bowl or whatever, yeah. and all the couples split off. Yeah. But at an orgy, I, I think it's just that an you're all in. sitting around, you all go in. But do you think that there's etiquette of an orgy where you... I think it's the same setup. I think you arrive and have a few drinks and say good day, and then just everyone starts limbering up and getting, getting amongst it. I can't think of anything worse. Oh. One person's enough work. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... How? I just couldn't. It's not a kink shame. I literally just don't understand how you could take more than one on. <laughs> Is it because there's just too much to think about and consider? Too much to think about. Well, maybe the point is that there's so much going on you can't think about anything. Oh. Someone's changed their tune, literally. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That it's like you're assaulting your senses so you can't actually, like, second-guess anything. If you've been to an orgy, comment on today's episode thread in the Facebook group, Tony and Ryan Podcast. Just say, I have. That's all you need I to have. say. yep. I'll follow all. up with a DM. Yep, yeah. <laughs> DM, more like DP. <laughs> Double penetration. <laughs> no, no, we got it. We got it. <laughs> 
Hey, this is Ali Duckett, and you're listening to a throwback episode of Tony and Ryan. Uh, question. question. How long have you and your partner, Torbs, been together? Seven? Seven, eight years? years? Yeah. yeah. Did you guys... It's our anniversary next week, actually. Really? Yeah. The 19th of September, yeah. Oh, how lovely. Cheers. Did you guys start, like, dating? Because I feel like our generation isn't like a, I'll pick you up at eight to go on a date kind of vibe. Mm. How did you start... Um, we went to uni together yeah, and we were friends cause we were working together on shows and stuff at WAPA yeah. and, um, we started sleeping together Yeah, and we slept together for about a year before we started going out. Right. And I asked Torbs out. As in like, make this official. Yeah. So this is actually the perfect example of what I'm talking about oh, because great. I Not planned. don't believe our generation dates. You kind of just like hook up with a friend of a friend yeah. and you hang out and then after a while you're like, are we doing this? There's no, like, courting process of let's go for dinner and a movie and then, oh, maybe we'll just, you could come back to my place or whatever. Yeah, or I see you at a cafe and I go, oh, gee, she's beautiful. I'm going to ask Tony, I'm going to ask, what's your number? Yeah. And then I'll, like, call you later and ask you out for dinner. Do you know that that's how Andy Lee and his girlfriend Beck met? He was at a cafe and she worked there and he, like, chatted her up. Really? Yeah. What a guy. I wouldn't but have the gall to do like that. you fucking say no. Absolutely not. If Andy Lee came over to you and said like, hey, honey bear, you want to come around to my place? You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Andy Lee randomly came up in conversation while Tony and I were having lunch earlier and you threatened me and Andy saying, you better make sure Andy listens to this podcast. That, no. You, you did. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I, no, because... Andy, the, can you just reach out to us and just give us a nod and go, I'm oh, listening? I mean, he's going to confirm any minute now. But we were talking about a common... Um, friend. A friend and that you knew them and that they were talking to Andy and I said, oh, my God, I hope he said to listen to the podcast because they were talking about podcasting. It wasn't that I was like... No, Have you got a thing for was, Andy Lee? Oh, who doesn't? Yeah, no, good call. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. Well, well, I mean, yeah. it's your opinion <laughs> and you're entitled to it. But I, I think, so Bridget and I met, she lived with someone I worked with. Yeah. And I genuinely think the, the notion of dating, I actually don't have experience with that in my life, which is why I'm struggling to relate to Marcella. Do you think it's because, sorry, just before yeah. you get into Marcella... Uh, no, no, I'm just telling a story. Getting- I'm not. She's not actually dating me. I won't be getting into her. Nor will the person she's dating. It turns out, but I won't be in that. What was that sound? <laughs> Is that not what it sounds? <laughs> I won't be. You won't be. I can only do that water drop thing. Sorry, I can't get it. Okay. So before we get to... Do you think that we don't understand the dating thing because both of us miss Tinder? I didn't quite miss it. I got a bit of Tinder. Oh, did you? But, but again, Tinder's like you kind of skip that whole courting thing because you're just on an app. Oh, and then you're fucking. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Marcella was freaked out by something mm-hmm. that happened on a date. Now, she feels guilty about it. 
because the guy didn't really do anything wrong. So she's not sure if she's entitled to feel grossed out, but she feels grossed out. Is this an Am I the Asshole? Have you seen that thread like on Reddit? I love that. It's not not quite because okay. it, she's moved on from this guy. Okay. But I'm curious to know. All right. And I'm going to put it out there. It's one of those things where if we're all the truest, most perfect people we claim to be, there's a correct answer. But but actually, okay, you know what I mean? Like, yep. So the guy sends her a text and says, I'm going to pick you up at whatever time. I'm going to take you out for dinner. Uh-huh. Great. Looking forward to it. That's quite that nice, af- isn't it? That afternoon he texts and says, oh, um, is it okay if I pick you up in the work car? I actually then have to drop something off at the office on the way to dinner. Like it'll take an extra few minutes. Is that fine? As long as he's not like a funeral director. Fuck off. Fuck off. He's picked her up in a hearse. Are you kidding me? What are the odds of me saying that to you? As soon as I asked, like, I was like, she's got to guess it. You are joking me. He's rocked up in a hearse and the thing that he had to drop off is a just a coffin? Not just a coffin, no. Two coffins. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not. Oh, my God, the coffin's got her auntie Norma in it. Norma's fine, but there is a what was a person in a coffin in the back of the car and she sees the car pull into the driveway. You know, it's like that stretched kind of sedan. It's yeah. like a limo, but it's not a limo, obviously. Not, yeah. Um, <laughs> not as many people fit in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, hey, you know, we just need to drop off work. So he was going to drive the car to work and then pick up his actual car yeah. and they'll continue on their way. <laughs> She's... <laughs> I'm really bothered, yeah. She said he didn't do anything wrong. Like, that's his job. Yep. It's a, a very important job. It is. It's an important part of ending someone's story. Uh-huh. Um, she's like, I, I respect it. But I just, without knowing that was coming... She said, I couldn't look him in the eye. The whole night, I just couldn't look him in the eye and it was awkward and he kind of knew and she knew and then he dropped her off later and she just, like, thanked him for the evening and they just never spoke again. Yeah. And, again, she said, I know he hasn't done anything wrong and it it probably says more about me than it does about him, but that's just how I felt it's sort of, you know, like that ick. She's like, as soon as it happened, I was like, I just can't, like, Yeah, not. you just can't shake that. Yeah. But is she in the wrong? Here's the, my question. Mm-hmm. And let's just all assume, which it is, he's obviously entitled to do that job. It's yeah, a very important part. The job isn't not, the problem. So here's my question. Is she in the wrong for being a bit judgy about it and not accepting it? Or is that something he most definitely should have flagged before he pulled up in the driveway in the car with something in the back of the car? Yeah. Because saying, oh, I've just got to drop something off at work, that could be a set of keys. A laptop. Your water bottle that you normally leave on your desk. You know, that's not rocking up in the Reese's plumbing van. That's rocking up in a hearse. Mm. Like that... uh, the problem is not the job that he does. I probably just would have flagged that and been like, hey, or just done it beforehand. Go to the funeral home. Like, Drop the, yeah. Do you know the other thing that is bothering me a bit? Mm. What about poor Auntie Norma in the hearse? Mm. 
I don't really like the thought that if that was my Auntie Norma, that she's gone on a joyride so that this dude can get it on with Marcella. I don't think he would have described it as a joyride, nor would have Norma. But do you know what I yeah. mean? Where I is my dead relative? Oh, they're actually on a hot date at the moment. I find that a little bit disrespectful to, like, the body in the car. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That kind of bothers me. So you're like, with Marcella? Yeah. I just He's in the wrong. I don't think that he's necessarily in the wrong, but I don't think that that is a very good thing to do if that's your job. Because think about, like you just said, it's such a big part about ending your story. And, you know, their family would have been trusting this company, this business with the body. And he's like, oh, I just got to whip round to Coles. Then I'll grab Marcella. Then I'll drop the car off just because it's easier. Save on fuel. Like you've probably got a fuel card, mate. <laughs> Works paying for the fuel, mate. I don't know where he picked up the deliverable or... I don't think... No, nah, nah, that's weird. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm in the right or the wrong in what I think, but I think that is freaking weird. I don't know about that. Marcella, I think we're with you. I I'm think with, yeah. you don't need to feel guilty. No. Because she's like, I, am, I, am I an awful person? I don't think you're an awful person. I... I get why you might even be asking the question, mm-hmm. but I think most people will be like, you know what, mate, it's it's a bit weird for us too. Do you know the other thing is that being a funeral director or a mortician or mm. anything like that, it's not a weird job, but no. it is different. That's going to catch people off guard. I think that if you know... That's a chat? Yeah. I think that if you know that you've got a job that maybe you should flag. The same way, you know, if you talking on the air all the time, or you and I doing this podcast, you kind of need to tell people in your life that you're going to use their stories as content, right? Do you find that you ask people in your life, like if someone tells you a great story can, or something happens, you're like, um, can I yeah. talk about this? That's the story that I was going to tell today, but now I've got to tell the COVID story. because we. <laughs> yeah, I texted him and I was like, can I tell that story? I like won't use your name. Yeah. Yeah, I do. You have to. What other jobs besides funeral director or podcast host, <laughs> uh, do you have to flag? Hitman. Yeah. Yeah, you're I'd like, killing I'd people. I'd rather know that. You'd rather yeah. know. Um, How's work today? Oh, busy. Yeah. Three. <coughs> um, a priest, because you've probably got quite strong values. Mm, and But also, would a priest be dating? Mm, that's a great point, yeah. I'm trying to think about other jobs, I guess. I know what you mean when you say with podcasting, if you're going to use a story that includes someone, you would ask their permission. But for some reason, in the context of this conversation, it's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I actually just need to let you know that I'm going to I host the podcast. I am a white, middle-aged, middle-class person. Yeah. So clearly I have a podcast. podcast. Yeah. So just to let you know. Yeah. Just wanted to flag with you. Because I don't want that to like sneak up on you. Yeah. Our podcast gets six listens a day. So I just wanted to let you You know. know, um, If you're in the car and you look in the back. Yeah. I'm a podcast host. Yeah. So that's what that is. Oh, if I rock up in the work car, there's a microphone in there. Yeah. 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 Um, What other jobs would you have to flag with? I don't know. I feel like what about like if you're a, a medical person and you're like on call? See, that's the next one I was going to say. If you're a shift worker, but that doesn't need flagging, but it's probably a consideration when you're dating someone. When I lived, I lived in the US. Yeah. Went to college. Uh, we know, mate. In St. Louis. Studied economics. Mm-hmm. Boring. Boring. 
My you don't l- have to flag that with anyone because no one wants to chat to just you. Just to let you know, I just wanted to flag in advance. I'm actually real boring, <laughs> so just wanted to make that so real So maybe clear. don't call me back. Yeah. So I think I had a microeconomics, some economics class, and the lecturer had a PhD in economics. Oh, yeah, PhD. And he'd written his whole thesis on, like, the car industry's evolution of what, like, just some really boring thing. But his title was Doctor. And he said he was on a flight and it was like out of a movie. Oh, oh my God. He's choking. She can't break. Whatever is happens. Is there a doctor? Is there a on doctor? This plane? And they literally, you know, they go through the list and they go, Yep, doctor. And he's like, Oh, I can't. I'm not a medical doctor. Well, but he's just like, I can't. And But they're like, Hey, it's no time to be modest, sir. She's choking. And he's like, No, like, I've written a thesis on the car industry. Sir, I'm not a doctor. She's not breathing. Yeah, you're like, well, I can't get my calculator out and tell her to take this many breaths per second. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't fix that. And he said it was a really awkward conversation. Oh yeah, you'd feel awful. Yeah, and you'd feel like you had like catfished the people around you by being like, yes, I'm Doctor Morton. But like, actually, oh, Doctor Morton, you just know a lot about the car industry, so maybe just a Mister is enough for you. Yeah, I got offered to do a PhD at Swinburne. Did you? Yeah. So when I finished my undergrad, I wrote a, I did an extra year for honours and wrote a thesis and stuff. Yeah. And um, that, exegesis, is it when you do honours? Hmm? A bit shorter? A bit shorter than a full thesis? Is it when you do your honours one? Oh, no, it's just the thesis. Oh, okay. Because there's like different levels. Yeah. So if, so when I finished that, they're like, if you want to continue your work, because oh. what I did ended up being okay. What was... Um, oh, I don't know. It's so boring. Oh, no, because I want to know. It was about accounting and intellectual capital and how you count for intellectual capital. Like account for it. So anyway, they said, you've made a really great start and contribution. If you would like to keep going, um, you can do a three more years and you would have a PhD and be a doctor. And doing the thesis was it like, it was a lot. And I was like, you know what, I actually... I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm glad I've done what I've done, but I don't want to keep going. Like, it's, it's a hard. big commitment. Yep. And that's like you, you're kind of all in at that stage. And but then I was like, but I'd be a doctor. <laughs> Oh, one of my life dreams is to become a doctor, not a medical doctor because that would freak me out. Yeah, but absolutely not. Like a doctor of something. But I was going to, I considered, like not for long, but three years of my life of dense study and intellectual capital disclosure for the purely clout. so I could go out on the weekend and be like, sup, ladies, doctor. Yeah. Dr. Ryan John. Yeah. Oh, you're a doctor. Oh, that girl's choking. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what she's choking on. <laughs> That came out before I could even think about what I was saying. So, Tony, I want you to think, and also you listening now, about who's the most stubborn person in your life. Is it your partner? Is it a parent? Is it a sibling? Is it someone you work with or your boss? But I feel like most people in their life have that one person that you're like, "Mm, you're just mm, so stubborn. Yeah, and you just, like, can't talk them around to anything. No. And all that's the the definition of the stubbornness, that nothing you can say or do. Is going to affect what they think. Yeah. And so for my wife, Bridget, that person is me. (laughs) Are you quite stubborn? Well, not normally, but there's a few things that I've like dug my heel, like specific examples where I've dug my heels in and then realised I was very wrong about it and (gasps) refused to. And it's too late. Yeah. You can't back out of that car park once you've said that you're going into the car park. Yeah. So actually it was last week when we were recording, Bridget said on the way home, can you go to, so where we record in Richmond, there's this 
on Swan Street, like a bougie little independent supermarket. Oh. You know those, what, like a deli that's got like yeah. the specific good stuff. Yeah, you got to take out a line to walk in. Yep. They are a bit spenny, so usually the main shop will be at Coles or Woolies, but if there's like a couple of specific ingredients, she'll be like, oh, can you just get that nice stuff and we'll have a bit of a treat on Saturday night. Like what kind of thing? Well, here's the issue. Oh. She told me before we recorded and she said, Ryan, should you write this down? Yes, you should. You, you, Ryan John Dunn, yes, you should write it down. Do I have to write it down, Tony Louise Lodge? No. Ryan, yes. Oh, I'm not going to ask what side Tony's on because it seems. No, because I I just know where this is going. And I, of course, am on your wife's side. (laughs) Bridget said, maybe I'll text you. So then it's in your phone. I said, hey, it's actually fine. You said, doll, don't underestimate me. I got it. I know what I'm getting. All over it. I know what special sausage you want me to bring home. (laughs) And how. Oh, God. So we finished recording last week. I go down to the bougie supermarket. I have no idea what I have to get. Uh-huh. No idea at all. Now, would I call Bridget and say, can you remind me? Or have I already <laughs> picked the hill I will die on and go, wow, I made such a big deal this morning about the fact I wouldn't forget. I can't possibly go back, you know, tail between my legs yeah. and ask her. So I thought this is what I'll do. I'll walk up and down every aisle of this supermarket and look at every shelf and I'll probably see it and then that'll remind me. Oh, like hope it jogs your memory. Yeah. So Terrible I'll, idea. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I would rather walk up and down and look and I'm hoping like I'll see the jar of sauce and go, oh, yeah. it was a jar of sauce. Yeah. So do you know the one I'm talking about, by the way? I don't. No, okay. I haven't been there. So what the guy I that, can't afford it, mate. <laughs> so the guy that works there. Yeah. He's so great. But in this oh, account... You know the guy that owns the special grocer. No, like if if you had the service that he provided, you would be aware of it because he's very forward and very, like, I don't want to say overly helpful because that sounds mean, yes, but he does. is very committed. Attentive. Yep. Yep. All over it. As soon as you walk in, mate, what can we get you? How can I help? I'll show you where You're it like, is. like, well, I don't know. So, well, here's <laughs> the thing. And I didn't want to admit that to him because I feel like an idiot. So he's watching me go down every aisle and look at literally every product in the shop. I eyeballed every product and went, no, mm, nope. He probably no. thought you were on drugs. So he comes up to me and goes, oh, you're obviously looking for something specific. How can I help? And I went, um, I am looking for something specific. And he goes, oh, what is it? And I said, I, I don't know. <laughs> and then he's, Oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> and then he says, what, like, what do you mean? And I said, well, my wife told me exactly what she wanted and I can't remember what it was. And he goes, oh, did you write it down? <gasps> Called out by the guy <laughs> from the cruise. And I went, oh, I know I, I didn't. And he goes, oh, you probably maybe she should text you and then it's in your phone. And I was like, <laughs> and I was sort of a bit like, if I wanted to get lectured about writing stuff down, I would have just stayed home. <laughs> Or I would have just called her out the front when I was parallel parking on Swan Street and asked her what I needed. You know what you should have done? Mm. You should have gotten the guy that owns the grocer to call your wife and say, oh, we're just doing some field research and we want to know what If you happen to need something from the store, what do you you reckon it would have been? Gun to your head, you need something from the supermarket. What would that be? What do you feel like tonight? And then maybe you, you would have had the answer. So I get home. Did you buy anything? I did. Oh, and what did you do? Did you say, 
you know what? I saw this and thought it was more perfect than what you wanted. No. Nah. That I, would have been better than whatever you Nothing done. I did on this day would be considered better than anything. <laughs> no good options were taken. I bought a packet of salt and vinegar chips and then ate half of them in the car trip on the way home and then walked in and Bridget goes, did you get the adobo sauce? Is that how you say it? I don't even know what you're saying. Neither do I. Adobo? Ad- adobo. Adobo. Well, obviously we all know the answer to that. I hadn't. And I said, oh, no, I... Um, I no, I didn't. But I got these salt and vinegar chips. Would you like some? And she said, "We've well, already eaten half of them." Why didn't you just say they didn't have it? Nothing I did on that day was smart. Why didn't you just say, "Oh my god"? So I'm talking to the guy from the grocer, and they've sold out of the adobo sauce. You know what she said? And I could smell that something was cooking. She's like, "I've already got it. I knew you wouldn't get it." <laughs> That's not good. So last Saturday night we had a delicious curry with adobo. Again, I don't know what it's called. I don't know why adobo or adobo sauce is in my mind. But whatever she wanted, she just knew, so confident that I wouldn't get it, just went and got it herself while we were doing the podcast. We ate the curry. It was delicious. And that's... Well, I'm is- glad that someone's in charge over there, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this throwback episode of Tony and Ryan. I love to see the community that the Tony and Ryan podcast and Facebook group have created. I've met some lifelong friends via this podcast. And for the past few months, I've really grown to get to know and love a few of these guys. So here's a big shout out to the Haley Noodle, Monique DeRocha on the treadmill, the song hero, Jared McQuaig, Caitlin Gordonair, the Smosh Modgers, and George Wendell. You guys have made me really realize that this unbearable time during the pandemic of being countries away from my family is doable. And so is the Tony and Ryan podcast. Thanks so much. Tony and Ryan will be back on Monday. Thanks for listening.